You're listening to True Story, a night of true tales told to friends. And dear listeners, today's episode is our season finale. It's been a huge year for True Story. We released 18 episodes, we passed the 5 million download mark, and we ran a successful Kickstarter campaign to bring our new storytelling game into the world. Now, summer is upon us. We're going to take a few months break from the podcast to finish building the True Story game and to start putting together our next season. Step one is to review your story submissions from the last six months. Those of you who sent in stories, thank you. We have room for more, and we'd love to hear stories from your True Story party. Learn how to submit at truestorytime.org join. You can also learn more about our storytelling game there. That's truestorytime.org join. Storytime. The following story came to us from a wedding. Yes, a true story party happened at a wedding that took place near Mendocino, California. This is a romance story. Uh, which is fitting for the event. But to be more particular, it's a bromance story. <laughs> the other part of this bromance isn't here, but I want to tell the story because he and I averted many crises together. A thought experiment I like to play with people is I ask them, if you could meet your exact twin, would you get along with him? And my answer is, if you're asking me if it's a human, I would say no. And if you're saying, is it 1996 Subaru Outback and Praise, I'd say absolutely. <laughs> and so my twin was my car. It was 220,000 miles of a Hanukkah miracle. <laughs> the way I would describe that car. Uh, when I first bought it in 2009, I bought it at 5 o'clock off Craigslist for $2,500. And the clutch cable snapped on me as I'm driving back. And that's fine, except I had a flight to Costa Rica for a month and two hours, so I had to leave it. And that's the way our relationship started. But the more I think about it, the more it was, it was there for me, and, and it was really the best friend I could have asked for. Now it's time to name him. McDrafty. Normally when you name a car, you name it after, or, or a boat, you name it with a girl's name. But McDrafty and I had gotten to so much trouble together that he felt much more like a he, and so I honored him with McDrafty, and he was personified by a teddy bear that sat up on the front. He had had multiple bodily fluids on it. I remember when I was very nervous meeting girlfriend's parents, I was brushing my teeth and doing my asthma inhaler and missing that and making a mess there. I'd had people throw up in it. I'd snored and slept in it and, and left those messes. Um, but really, like... The story that, that is worth telling, 2012 and 2013 were so much my wandering years, and I had to leave San Francisco. And I knew I was going to drive from San Francisco to L.A., and then from L.A. to New York. In L.A., I was working on an art project, and in the art project, I was working with a, a paralyzed graffiti artist. He came down with a disease called Lou Gehrig's, and so for 12 years of his life, this guy had been stuck into a hospital bed, unable to move anything except an eye and a half. And every time I'd work with him, I would just be so emotional. I was leaving this hospital... And this was like my one night in L.A. Oh, another bodily fluid in this car? Tears. Um, <laughs> I was listening to a very sad story on the radio, and I'm driving, and I'm projectile crying in McDrafty. Um, and uh, we go to, I, we, yes, we go to a party. Um, and I had just been crying. I was emotionally exhausted from working with this patient. At the party, I get talking to this guy. And uh, he says, oh, you're driving across the country. I was like, yeah, I need to, and I need to sell McDrafty. 
And I thought my plan was just to get to New York and then sweet talk someone into buying me drafting. He, he's like, how much do you want for it? Thought about it. He's like, I'll buy it. But you have to meet me in Maine. <laughs> and he shows me a video of a BMW skidding across this big snow field. And he said, meet me there and I'll teach you to drive. That was it. We exchanged a phone number and that was it. And uh, we started driving across the country. And I think we're in Texas when I start texting with this guy. Okay, this is my car. How much do you want for it? We go back and forth. Driving like, and I feel like I'm cheating on McDrafty while trying to sell him while in him. Anyway. Um, <laughs> in, in Oklahoma, this guy tells me, he's like, hey, you know what? I thought about it. McDrafty's out of my price range. I'm not going to buy it. And then the next state over in Tennessee, I just texted him. I was like, yeah, but it looks like you guys have so much fun in Maine. Can I just come up anyway? And he said, yes. So I drove up into Maine. And this gets into such a rural part of Maine that people get around by snowmobiles and they have gas stations that only sell heating oil. And that was when I pulled over on the side of the road in McDrafty, and I texted my friend, who was the last person who saw me alive, and I said, I don't know who I'm about to visit, but this is the coordinates I'm going to. They were GPS coordinates. If you don't hear from me, tell my mom I love them. Anyway, I get, this, is, this, this is the story of McDrafty, where I show up in this like, farmhouse in rural northeastern Maine, and I get out of my car and I take a photo of the odometer. And McDrafty and I have just put 4,500 miles into him. This is why McDrafty was a Hanukkah miracle. I put 50,000 miles in that car, did two oil changes, and I never changed the clutch. Besides that, it hadn't had a single mechanical issue except for the, uh, the clutch cable when I first bought it. I take the photo. I meet these people. And they said, all right, we're going to take you to Songo. And so McDrafty and I now have three very big, very rural guys from Maine take me to Songo. And we go to this spot, and we, we pull up and we park. And they said, just do everything we tell you. So I'm in this car. I'm in this big white field in front of me. This is January in Maine. So the snow is waist deep, and the ice, whenever you see it, is thick. So we start driving 80 miles an hour. McDraft and I have been through so many things, driven through so many highways. We're going at 80. <clears throat> and then they said, okay, turn McDrafty a little bit to the right, a little bit to the left, press the brake a little bit, press the gas at the same time, turn the wheel a little bit to the, the, the left now, a little bit of handbrake. And next thing I know, McDraft and I start shooting and we're doing a 360 to 80 miles an hour. And one of the guys looks out the window and says, look out for the orange flag. So I was like, what's that? He's like, that's a fishing hole. You're on a lake. <laughs> and then he pulls out a bottle of Jack Daniels, cracks it open, and said, now take a chug. And for the, my last five days with McDrafty, we drove with a guy who ended up being the four-time national rally driving champion, confirming that he really was the Hanukkah miracle of cars because everyone jumped in him and said he drives like he's a brand-new car. You end up buying the car. Um, he said, look, you can't go through any better of a test drive than uh, rally driving on ice across a frozen lake with the best rally driver in the country. So he bought the car, he dropped me off. And so the last time I saw him was Secaucus Junction. And I'll always remember that I hugged the guy who bought McDrafty, who's now a friend. And then as I was pretending to take stuff out of the car, I gave McDrafty a big hug. Thank you.
True Story is produced by Zandra Clark, Daniel Steinbach, Kevin Townsend, and me, Will Rogers. Our theme music is by Daniel Steinbach. Our executive producer on Patreon is John Hogan. We always love hearing from you on Twitter, at True Story Time. To learn more about our podcast, our storytelling game, or how to host your own True Story party, head to our website, truestorytime.org. Thanks for listening. Everyone, I hardly know you, but when something comes and grabs a hold, take the hands that open up a life that's led is something gold. I've been alone.